Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It's a Saturday edition of From the Podium, meaning we give you the best of Thursday and Friday. So on this podcast, you'll hear from all the coordinators, Eric Bieniemy, Steve Spagnolo, and Dave Tobe. We'll follow that up with Tyron Matthew and running back Clyde edwards Lair, And we'll finish up with Andy Reid's closing comments for the week on Friday. But let's start with the coordinators. Here is Chiefs Offensive Coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. All right. Hope all is well with everyone. I hope everybody's families continue to stay safe and sound throughout this particular time. Uh, on top of that, how about the Chiefs uh, <laughs> winning the AFC West for the fifth year in a row? What a great accomplishment for the organization, uh, a great accomplishment for our players. But one thing that we're still striving for, there's still a goal that we're pursuing. We still want to establish home field advantage, and the goal is always to win the Super Bowl. So with that said, uh, I'm all ears. Let's start first with Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Eric. Um, you guys went for a key fourth down last week, and I'm wondering, just generally speaking on fourth downs, if you could take me through the process of uh, how you determined to go go for it. Are you waiting on the signal from Andy, or is do you guys have enough time to sort of dissect and, and converse about what, what, what you're going to do there? Well, there's normally a plan prior to, and we talked through that plan the night before, leading up to the uh, leading up uh, throughout the whole entire week, thinking about different things. If this particular scenario comes up, what are we thinking here? And so, yes, there is a plan, and there is some conversation. You know, one thing I would, <laughs> sometimes those conversations could be a little heated. Sometimes they're they're very very easy to have. But uh, they're always exciting. And the thing that we loved about it was that, hey, our guys knew exactly what we wanted from them. They knew exactly what to do. And they went out and executed. And they gave us an opportunity to go ahead and win the game. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. Um, you're entering this game week preparation with some issues on the offensive line, specifically on the bookends. And knowing that you've got to face Trey Hendrickson and, and even Cam Jordan, what have you seen in the tape with Durant's game last week that, that gives you confidence that if he is the next man up, he'll be able to accomplish the job. Well, here's the thing. He's, he's a professional football player. We've signed him for a reason. So we've always had a, a, a deal around here. The next man is up. And so Coach Heck is going to get those guys ready to roll. You know, the, the, he does a great job of preparing those guys. That's a tight-knit room. And regardless who's out there, we're going to have trust in him. We're going to believe that he can go out there and get it done. And when it's all said and done, it's, it's, it's his job and our duty to make sure that we're putting the right player in the right position to go out and execute his job. So one thing that we understand as well when we're doing this job, trust is a sensitive issue. And we put those players out there in positions to execute their job, and we're trusting them. And so they have a great deal in trust in us as well. So we just want whoever's going to be out there, if it's Yasir, Yasir's going to go out there and play his tail off for us. Let's go next to Steve Weish. Go ahead, Steve. 
Hey, Eric, we talked about sort of earlier this year how some uh, defenses were not allowing some of the big plays by playing back, playing soft. But the Saints, they really mix it up. They're, they're going to challenge um, you guys at times on this. Does Kelsey, does having him as a chess piece, is that what's opening up some of the explosive plays that we've seen you guys kind of go on that weren't necessarily happening early in the season? You know what? I think it's a collaboration of a lot of things. I think guys are stepping up, you know, on the perimeter. I mean, we've seen what Tyreek has done. Obviously, Kelsey becomes a, a, a different type of entity. Last week, you saw a, a, a youthful Sammy Watkins. Uh, McCole has been making plays. So I think what we have, we have a unique chemistry, and those guys are clicking right now. Now, is it perfect? No, it's not. We still have a long ways to go, and we're still looking for that perfect game that we need to play. But when it's all said and done, what our guys are doing a good job of finding a way to finish, and I think that's the most important thing. Now, one thing I will say about this defense, and I've said this each and every week, uh, collectively from the front end to the back end, this is probably one of the best defenses that we have faced all season long. And I mean, they're, they're deep at every position. And so this is going to be a very, very unique challenge. We understand because of who we are and what we've accomplished, we're going to get that best shot. But I also know that our guys are going to be mentally and physically prepared to go out there and play a 60-minute sound football game as well. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Coach, uh, go a little bit further on on what uh, Sam McDowell asked you about the fourth down. Just if you get one, you say sometimes it gets a little heated. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and what, like which play or? Oh, no, no, no. There's just coaches talking back and forth sure. to one another, just making sure the communication is uh, – is as sound as it needs to be because everybody has the the most best play. <laughs> and so we want to make sure that we're all on the same page. And, and we do a great job of talking through those scenarios throughout the whole entire week. And just like we said, there's a collaboration. Joe and, and Frazier upstairs uh, giving us thoughts. Hey, you know what? It's second down here. Think about a fourth down call. And so we're always in constant communication. And one thing that we've, 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 we've known here for years and coach stresses this, is communication is the key to any successful relationship. And we do a great job of over communicating clarity with one another. And, and, and just, is there a, a, do you sense, you know, in the game, the, how long you've been in the game that like going forward on fourth down is becoming easier. It's becoming something that you're more likely to choose to do now. And is it something that you think you see that continuing, right? It's, it's something that it's not going to be, you know, this, woo, it's fourth down kind of thing in, in a couple of years when, when teams go for it. I, I think it's, it's something strategically done. It's thought about. Obviously, we got Mike Frazier, who does a heck of a job with our analytics, always feeding us information. But uh, like I said, it's all about constant communication and making sure that we're all on the same page and making sure that when that particular situation is up, it's not going to be detrimental to us. It's going to be more of a positive uplift and making sure that regardless of what happens, good, bad, or indifferent, okay, we're still leaving ourselves in the right situation at the right particular time. We'll go last to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Eric. I have a hard time believing that when it comes time to make an opinion, to register an opinion, you don't make yourself clear there. So <laughs> let's just say that. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you about Travis Kelsey. Um, no tight end has ever led the league in receiving. He's there, at least for now. He's leading the league in receiving. What is it about him, his game, what you guys have going on here that's allowed him maybe to go at least so far where no tight end has gone before? 
you know what? I think Kelsey brings a lot of different things to the game. Obviously, he's a he's a very skillful athlete. He can pick up the ball like no one I've ever seen. He just he has a way of tracking the football. And also, too, he has a great knowledge of the game because he's he's played quarterback in his background before. So watching him do these things, it, it does not shock or surprise me now. And in, 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 in efforts of making sure that I'm respecting my elders and, and playing with some against some of the guys from the past, you know, the, 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 the past game has changed. You know, back in the days when I played, a lot of guys were playing with their hand in the dirt, okay, and, and making plays from that particular alignment. We have the flexibility to line Kelsey up all over the field and, and take advantage of some of the new passing rules. But I will say this, you know, Kelsey works his tail off. He's very professional. And... You know, I'm glad he's on our side, but it's been fun watching him grow and watching where he's he's going with this thing. And I'm 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 just happy that that we all have an opportunity to be a part of history. Coach E.B., we appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us. All right. You guys take care. I was wondering if it's any different this time, given that maybe the difference in styles between Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. Yeah, I mean, no question they're different. I mean, you're talking about a future Hall of Famer and then a guy that's playing really good football uh, that gives us the added uh, threat of running the ball. Uh, look, we need to defend the scheme. They do really well with whoever they put back there. There's a lot of other weapons there besides to get the guy that gets the ball on the snap. So, uh, listen, we've, we've just tried to def- defend the scheme this week, um, and we'll try to make in-game adjustments, and we've got, we got a staff of coaches that, think, that I think do a great job at that. So that's how we'll approach it. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Steve. I know we asked you a lot about Tyron just because he's so talented, but in terms of the responsibility that you place upon him and his availability since you guys have been together, yeah. uh, just what most impresses you about his availability with all the responsibilities on top of it? Yeah, uh, great point. Nate. He Listen, uh, there's a lot of things that T5 does that go unnoticed. Um you know, little things like talking to teammates, helping teammates out. I mean, he's had, I know earlier in the season, he had young guys over at his home, you know, trying to mentor them. He takes that real serious. And then, you know, again, when the, when the uh, best player in a group is your hardest worker, that group tends to do really well. I'm talking about the DB group. Uh, I think he does that real well. He's a, uh, you know, he's a safety valve for me, no pun intended. I mean, we can do things because he's cerebral. It's important to him, uh, and he can go out there and get it done. He's a real good, uh, in my opinion, he's a real natural football player, great instincts, and that's huge in this game. Let's go next to Herbie Teope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. Uh, good afternoon. You hey, mentioned Herbie. defending the scheme, and when you look over there, what Sean Payton has, uh, what are some of the challenges of defending against a guy like Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Jared Cook, and Emmanuel Samuels? The, the line, the list goes the on. The list goes on and on, I know. Uh well, listen, uh, one of the things you got to do is you got to limit explosive plays because when you get a team like, give a team like that that has all those weapons, easy scores or easy chunk yardage, it makes them really, really tough. You got to make them earn it. And yet, I say that, and yet they're really good at methodically working down the field, whether it's Drew uh, or whether Tyson's in there. And that, I think, is a credit to the scheme and the way they do things. They've been doing it like that for a long time. And yet they, you know, they balance it up enough that you can't just feature one or try to defend one thing. Uh, they got a good enough run game and we know about all the weapons throwing it. So it's a huge challenge for our guys. We talked about it right from the onset of this week. 
Uh, I think we've practiced well, what real well. I think our guys are ready for it, and we'll see what happens on Sunday. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hi, Coach. Uh, understanding that you guys didn't have a, a real offseason and that helps with rookies, how far along is Willie Gay from knowing the defensive playbook and all the yeah. assignments and enough to be on the field for a, a little bit more of the, the snaps? I, I think he, I mean, I think he's his knowledge of the playbook is pretty good. We've kept things pretty much the same in the packages that he's in there. I just think it's getting out there and playing. I mean, I, I don't know what his total snaps are, but certainly not enough to get him to where you know, when you have training camp and you have that base of snaps, but and it's just going to be a growth process. But listen, we love the way he plays. He's passionate about uh, how he plays. Uh, and he's gone out there and made some plays for us. Uh, so little by little, we'll just keep feeding it to him. Got time for a couple more. We'll go Vahe and then Sarin. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Steve. Um, just also with Tyron, um, you know, he does have this sort of knack for being around the ball. And I think we look at that as instinct, but I, obviously, it goes deeper than that. I just wonder if you could describe what what it takes to what kind of preparation it takes and how that reflects who he is. To, yeah, to be yeah. Listen, he's a passionate football player. I thought last week's um, interception was an example of what he's all about. We talk all the time to the guys about production is at the ball, uh, and simply stated is you get to the ball, you got a chance of making those plays. I mean, if he's not the relentless, playing fast kind of guy that he is. He doesn't make that interception because he's not back there. He I mean he was actually responsible for covering somebody else. His guy blocked. He freed up. And then instead of just kind of floating to the point where the ball was thrown, he was humping it and he got the interception. I think that's a reflective of what he's all about. And that makes a huge, huge difference. We get everybody doing that. We'll make a lot more plays like that. We'll go last to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Coach, I know you've, you've seen a, a running quarterback already, right? Lamar Jackson, but Taysom Hill's kind of oh, a different boy. style, more of a fullback, battering ram type of yeah. running quarterback. Does that? How does that affect, uh, you know, how, how different is it? Is there anything you carry over from the Baltimore approach to what you do now, uh, you know, with the different styles of running quarterback? A, a little bit with Baltimore because they had some power runs in there, but it, it feels a lot uh, – now, we didn't, we didn't go against Cam Newton when we played the Patriots, but we prepared for him. And they had plays in there that were kind of power quarterback plays. And I think when a quarterback can throw as well as this kid can uh, and play that position as well as he does and be a power runner, that's pretty impressive. I mean, that's a little bit Cam Newtonish, And we know what Cam's all about when he gets rolling. Uh, so it's a great challenge for our guys. I mean, all those things you're all talking about, you know, is, is Drew Brees going to play? Is he not going to play? The quarterback they have, all those weapons that you're talking about. Uh, it's a huge, huge week for us. Uh, hopefully we can hold up to the challenge and do something good to help our organization and team win a game. Coach Bags, we appreciate the time. Thank okay, you, Jordan. Thank you. You got it. You just heard from Eric Bieniemy and Steve Spagnolo, and now we continue on with Chiefs Special Teams Coordinator Dave Tope. Hey, Coach, I know you guys have to make roster decisions all the time, but Marcus Kemp uh, had to be waived and has sixty to seventy percent of the snaps for you guys. What do you lose in losing Kemp? Uh, a great special teams player. Uh, you know, he was really playing at a high level, uh, but it's just unfortunate. I mean, sometimes the numbers they just it happens that way. I mean, it's it's been a crazy year, twenty twenty. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. I mean, sometimes that happens. I don't blame Miami, you know, I mean, he's a good player, uh, you know, for, for going after him and, and getting him on the, on the, uh, on the practice squad or whatever they're going to do with him. I think that was a good move by them. Um, you know, obviously we'll always keep our eye on, on where Kemp is at all, at all times. So, uh, you know, good luck to him going forward. 
go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Dave, I know you mentioned that Harrison watches himself and other kickers around the league. He's gotten back into really a, a nice rhythm. Just uh, what do you think that he's found out about himself and going through this little bit of a, of a struggle, a little bit of a valley as he starts to peak again? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on in his head, but I just know he's in a really, really good place right now. You know, he just his practices have been excellent. You know, he's been 100% in practices, and obviously his warm ups in the game. I feel real confident that he can uh, take it back as you know as you know as 58 yards for sure. You know, he could probably hit 60 plus. You know, so I you know he's he's hitting the ball really well right now, and we want to keep him there. You know, I don't want to. Uh, you know, change up what he's doing right now. He's just really in a good place right now, and he's hitting the ball well. Let's go next to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, uh, Dave, this might sound a little bit off the wall. I'll just say that right off the top. But I know a lot's been made of of Andy's, you know, sort of coaching tree, the guys that work for him going on other places. And and I'm wondering, is from your point of view, working with him so closely, is, is part of the success guys have when they leave, it just seems like he empowers we, we talk about like playing with your personality, right? Does he do the same with coaches? And it's no question. He gives, he gives us a chance. I mean, that's a great question. I'm glad to answer it too, because he gives us this opportunity to get out here in front of you guys. You know, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, you're out there and you're, uh, you know, get to get to talk to the media, total trust in, in, in all the coordinators. I mean, and, and that's a huge advantage that some teams don't get that. You know, I mean, and, uh, you know, he puts us out there, he trusts us. He lets us do our job. You know, he trusts us to do our job. He's not micromanager by any means. Um, you know, if, if he has a question about something, he'll, he'll come to you, but it's not a, he's never going to uh, demean you in front of the team or, or demean you at a game or yell at you on the sideline. I mean, all those things are huge. I mean, he treats you like a man, uh, but at the same time, you're, you're watching him the whole time. You're watching how he does things, which is huge for us. I mean, and, I've learned so much from Andy. You know, I've modeled myself after Andy. I coach. Uh, I have the same style as Andy now. Um, so, uh, you know, he and it's and it works. I mean, he's proven. I mean, he's he's a, he's a Hall of Fame coach. You know, so I mean, if you learn from him and you, and you and you can resemble him in any way, shape, or form, you're going to be darn good. And it's it's proven. It's proven that it's effective. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Dave, how you doing today? Great, Adam. Good. Hey, um, you were asked earlier about Marcus Kemp, and uh, Dorian O'Daniel is, of course, out, and I think Darwin Thompson didn't practice today. I don't know what his status might be for Sunday, but at any rate, you're losing some of your guys here. Yeah. Do you feel like you're confident you have the depth to overcome a lot of this, or are you a little concerned how this might look on Sunday? Well, I'm always concerned. I mean, it's always a, a stressful situation, but nothing that doesn't come with a job, you know, every week. Um, but, but this week, you know, a little bit more maybe possibly. So, uh, but it's still early in the week, you know, we still have Friday and, you know, there's there's guys could come back, uh, you know, so we're waiting to see, you know, what happens there, but, uh, really with the new practice, I mean, with the new practice squad rules and the new COVID rules, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a lot easier to bring guys up. You have that flexibility. There's a lot more flexibility in the roster and it's really, really helped, you know, this year. Uh, and that's something that I hope, you know, that they really look at going forward, you know, when COVID's all done and over with, that it's something they might want to keep, you know, the, the way they have the flexibility with the practice squad, the way it is now, because we're able to pull up a guy immediately if a guy is out. And, and, and that's a huge thing. And it'll also get guys back and instead of being put on IR for the whole season, you know, you have a three-week uh, IR. So that's, a, that's another plus. So 
all those things are helpful, but you know, this, this week is no different than any other week. You know, we're going to have to shuffle it up a little bit and have some different guys out there. I love your hat too, Adam. UTEP. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go last two. We'll go Herbie and then Matt. Go ahead, Herbie. (laughs) Hey coach, how you doing? (laughs) I'm doing great. Um, You've always said that McCole was close to breaking one and finally he did break one, but I think you popped the tape back on and you reviewed that play. What was more impressive to you? His return or the block that Chris Lammons put on that defender? The spring that, was a, that was a great block by Chris Lammons, but also Amani uh, uh, Watts made a huge block too on number 42. He, he was their best cover guy. Uh, you know, really it was a lot of blocks. I mean, uh, Harris, you know, 47, he made a great block. And, and then guys made, there was a lot of no blocks, you know, guess smart, no blocks for guys that didn't touch guys in the back to make the play stand. I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing too. And then Kemp, he had the finished block on the on the kick on the punter who, you know, he could have laid him out and he decided not to, which is a smart thing because that would have been called a blindside block. So he doesn't do that. And then, you know, McColl does what he does. He, you know, he, he caught a short kick. He went after it. He was a great job going after that 38 yard kick short in the middle of the field. And he, he was able to hit it on the run and we had a left return call. And once he hits the edge, uh, it's hard to stop him, you know, because he's got that great speed. And, you know, I was really happy for him because the guy's been really working hard and it's good to have everybody get a reward uh, like a touchdown. Go last to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, I was, I'm also going to ask about McCole. Um, specifically, you know, his, his numbers and punt return hadn't been that great coming into the game. Um, but have, have you seen a difference with him the last few games and especially maybe since he t- took the kick return load off of him? Have you seen him focus maybe a little bit more in the punt game? No, he's, he's been doing the same. What's, what's going on is the team's been kicking away from him. If you, if you go back and look at our tape, you see a lot of out-of-bounds kicks, sideline kicks. You don't see anything going down the middle. That was a kick. You know, you have to have a lot of things go right, you know, to get a big return or a touchdown. And he, he mishit that ball. It was a 38-yarder right down the middle. So, you know, you give McColl that, that, that type of kick, you know, he's going to make you pay. Uh, but really, the team's been kicking away from him. They've been doing that. They respect him. Um, so it makes it tough, you know, the ball's on the ground sometimes and, you know, and, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it seems like he wasn't into it, but he really was into it. He wants to return, you know, he wants to be successful and it was good to see him be successful, especially at this point in his year right now, at the, you know, going down the stretch right here, we want to be hitting our stride on special teams. And I was really happy with the way the guys performed overall as a group. Cause that was a good group. My aunt, uh, you know, they were a good, they were a good special team. They were, they were ranked number one coming in. And uh, our guys rose to the challenge, and I was really proud of them. Coach Toby, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Okay, take care, guys. Hi, Tyron. Happy holidays. Same to you. Just want to ask you, first of all, if you just kind of analyze the Saints and what you see as the, the biggest challenge. And then the second thing is the coach was just singing your praises, especially about that interception last weekend. Talk a little bit about just your mentality on the field and how you always seem to be at the right place at the right time. Is that all because of film study? Those well, two uh, things. Yeah. Well, to answer the first part, um, I think the Saints are a well-coached football team. Uh, they got talent really all over the place. Um, you know, between Michael Thomas and, you know, Kamara, uh, Jared Cook can still get it done, Trey Smith, and then Taysom Hill. I think he just brings that 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 extra factor, you know, to the offense. And uh, he's a tough, hard-nosed quarterback. <laughs> I don't think I can – really compare anybody to him. I think he's like in a bracket of his own. Um, I think he he embraces contact. So uh, we'll have to do a great job on all three levels, you know, if we really want to play 
um, a, a decent football game on defense. As far as me, um, look, I just love to be out there. So, you know, plays break down. I just try my best to to get involved, you know, one way or another. And I think, you know, that interception last week, obviously I'm, I'm man-to-man on a tight end and he blocks. And my, my natural instinct is to go help one of my buddies. And so uh, the football just kind of popped in the air and, you know, we always want to catch those. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Tyron. Um, four interceptions in the last three games for you. Is it just a matter of you're taking um, advantage of your opportunities or is there something more there that maybe you're kind of putting yourself in those situations a little more? And Brad, I'll have a quick follow-up as well. Well, I, you know, I think, you know, opportunities present themselves, um, you know, and I just try to capitalize on it. Um, I think, you know, part of it is, you know, effort and, you know, trying to get get to the football. And then I think, you know, the extra part is, you know, some of my teammates, you know, playing good defense and popping those balls in the air. And, you know, I think my antennas are always up. And so for me, it's all about, you know, reacting, you know, to what's going on around me. All right. And uh, you ever had a pick uh, against Drew Brees and do you always remember him when you get one against a Hall of Famer like you did a couple weeks ago against Brady? Oh, we actually uh, take to take you way, way, way back. Um, my rookie year, my first interception was off Drew Brees. Actually, it was in the Superdome. So, uh, but we lost the game. So, I don't really remember it uh, too fondly. But yeah, my first interception was off Drew Brees. <laughs> Let's go next to Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Taron. Demario Davis was saying yesterday that he's watched you and, and he feels like uh, he said something along the lines of high energy players watch other high energy players. What does that mean to you when you hear that? And do you watch other high energy players? Well, that's a great compliment. Um, yeah, I do. Um, I watch a ton of guys, um, you know, obviously the linebacker position, you know, I kind of play there here and there. Uh, but for the most part, I usually focus on safeties. Um Demario Davis is such a great player, you know, even beyond the football field. I think um, one of the one of the things I really respect about him is his is his impact in the community and all the things he's done. And, you know, even him kind of embracing, you know, those New Orleans kids and trying to help the New Orleans people. And for a guy that's from New Orleans, uh, so much respect for people like that, that that aren't from New Orleans. But yet they're trying their best to kind of, you know, help those kids down there. But he's a great player, great talent. Um, and most definitely a high energy guy. Yep. Let's go next to Vahe Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Tyron. Uh, just to hey. ask you a little more about that that New Orleans game, your rookie year. I, I, do you remember the emotions of, of playing there? And, and that was the last time you've been there. What do you What do you anticipate feeling uh, when you when you get there Sunday? I, it, would, would it really feel like just another game to you? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, year eight now, it'll, it'll just be another game for me. I think, um, you know, going back to my rookie year, um, you know, I wasn't I was starting, but I wasn't the starting safety. So but I was starting safety got hurt. So I had to kind of play every down. So uh, my emotions were high um, being a young guy. Um, like I said, we lost that football game. So in my mind, I didn't make enough plays. And so uh, this time around, uh, hopefully I can, you know, make enough plays to kind of help my team win. And just also related to some other things you've been speaking about, I, I, I know last year you were talking about how you kept dropping interceptions, which your, your standard was pretty high. But uh, it seems you've, you've caught them and you were joking the other day about you're just looking them in more. But what does it take for you to be around the ball, really? I mean, it's not just instinct. You have to be studying. You have to be anticipating. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a lot that goes into it as far as the preparation, you know, IDN formations, you know, IDN, you know, key players in, in certain, you know, positions. Um, and then the next part, I think, you know, so much of defense is us reacting to them. I think anytime, you know, you see a clear picture, you know, you just try to put yourself in the best position, you know, possible to, to, to have an impact on the play. We'll ask to Pete Sweeney and then Steve. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Tyron, uh, what can you say about what Legarius and his return and playing that nickel position has meant to some of your success over the past few weeks and really just his season as a whole? Yeah, well, I, I think for one, it's kind of helped, you know, me free up a little bit. Um, you know, I'm able to play with more eyes, you know, more instincts, you know, whereas before early in the season, you know, I was kind of more so like the the third the third cornerback on the team where, you know, a lot of the situations I was in was man-to-man coverage. And um, so I think, you know, obviously the Jarius has, you know, a great skill set, you know, especially for the nickel position, him being long, fast, you know, him being able to tackle. I think all those things serve us well. Um, and then, you know, obviously Coach Spags, Coach Merritt, those guys are able to kind of move me uh, in a position where, you know, I can kind of help everybody in, in a sense. I'm going to go last to Steve. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, hey, Ty. Uh, hey. I, I got two for you. Real quickly, Drew Brees could come back, but Taysom Hill is also there. Two different types of quarterbacks. Coach Spags, you said you guys may just have to adjust mid-game or in-game, depending on who it is. But how are you preparing for one or the other? Well, I think right now the focus is, you know, Taysom Hill. Um, I think, you know, we all know what Drew Brees can do. Um, we all know the kind of quarterback he is, uh, you know, a rhythm passer, you know, a guy that wants to get the ball, you know, in his playmaker's hands. Uh, whereas I think Taysom, you know, he, he adds that other factor uh, into it. And obviously he can tuck the ball and run it. Um, you know, I think anytime you're preparing for a Hall of Fame quarterback, <laughs> you know, it's always difficult. Um, but uh, I think we embrace that competition. So uh, I think if Drew Brees uh, comes out, uh, I think we'll be ready. Uh, you know, our antennas will be up. But um, uh, as long as Taysom is in there, we understand, you know, it's going to be a physical, you know, hard-nosed kind of football game. And, and last, John Taysom, he, he's, he's showing he puts it on the ground. He puts the ball on the ground. I mean, yeah. how, how much are you guys targeting some of the things he does, whether from up front, like his throwing points when he tries to scramble, from when he runs it? And he, he, I think, pops out on contact. Yeah, Coach Spags, we kind of um, made that a point of emphasis today. Um, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but I think the Saints are pretty high, you know, as far as, you know, uh, uh, lost fumbles uh, this season. So, um, you know, we understand that everybody got to, you know, get a hat to the football. Um, and, and I think a big part of creating turnovers is not just interceptions. You know, we got to be able to punch the ball out. Um, and so I think that that's definitely one of our mindsets going into this weekend. Tyron, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Welcome back to From the Podium. We are going to finish up with Andy Reid, but first let's get to running back Clyde Edwards-Elair. Hey, what's happening, Clyde? <clears throat> so, so many current players, uh, former former and current players, that uh, talk about that infamous rookie wall. Um, has, has there been a point in this season where you feel like, man, I be, might be hitting a wall? And uh, if not, has there been uh, what's been the main key uh, that helped you, you keep your mind and body right for week to week? Man, uh, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that. I was talking, Le'Veon and I was talking about it uh, actually today at practice, and he was just saying, like, you know, like, just, you know, just just kind of brought it up. I'm like, man, I really don't feel like, uh, you know, I would hit a rookie wall. I think it's more of a more of a mental thing, man. I think it's more of how everybody else gets in your head. I'm here playing football. Like, you know, as far as uh, – 
a rookie wall, you know, I, I guess I, it's just like, you know, I, I got hit with a lot of stuff, you know, early on at first. And, you know, I, I, they saw that I can take it all in. And, man, I done been in uh, lots, you know, other pressured moments uh, and, and, you know, just a long seasons. Just I just don't feel like I'm, you know, going to hit a rookie wall. I feel like I, you know, haven't hit one yet. So, I'm good. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Good, Pete. Right, if you don't mind, I, I have a quick one after this. Um, what does it mean to you to be going down to New Orleans to play this weekend? It means uh, means everything. It started my started my college career. Uh, first game against uh, BYU. Um, I won a national championship there. Um, also won a a high school championship there. So uh, you know the the Superdome is 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 close to me, but. Uh, you know, it's not like I'm going to Baton Rouge. It's still, I'm still an hour, you know, hour, 15 minutes away from home. So uh, it's it's pretty cool. But, you know, it's, it's a stadium that I've been in. So that's about it. And then you'd mentioned Le'Veon Bell. He's been on the team for a while now. What do you think maybe you've learned from Lev that you wouldn't have otherwise gotten had the Chiefs not made the move to go get him? You know, it was, you know, as like I talked about before when he came in and just really just picking up knowledge. You know, he's been... He's been in the league for eight years, so uh, you know anything that he can give me uh, on the field, off the field. I mean, we, we're in the same room, so it's not like we, you know we're not talking to each other. So I mean, we talk we talk more than often. So uh, that's about it. Anything I can pick up from him, I'm, I'm picking his brain. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Good, Sam. Hey, Clyde. What's up, man? What's up? Um, we talked about uh, your family being close. I mean, this was probably a game pre-COVID times where you, I'm sure you'd have a bunch of family members in attendance. Uh, I'm wondering if you actually were able to secure any tickets given their limited attendance and if you have any plans at all to, to be able to see your family given the uh, the COVID restrictions. Um, you know, dealing with the COVID restrictions, um, I'm not, you know, not planning on seeing my family after the game or or before. You know, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going there to handle business. I'm going there to play football. Um, you know, it's it's COVID times. My little sister has muscular dystrophy. Not not really going out my way to try to get tickets. Um, you know, for for the ones that I that I can get. You know, uh, I'll look out for for some of my family members. But you know, just actually just you know being all up on tickets and everything else is not a not a priority for me right now. Got three left. We'll go right down the line, starting with Aaron. Good, Aaron. Kind of a two-parter for you since you're returning home. I'm wondering who has the best and worst gritty on the team. This is a popular dance. <laughs> uh, best, by far, I'll say me. Uh, worst, I mean, you know, not too many people hit the gritty, but uh, on, 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 on the team, I try, but I'll I have to go with worst, McCole. And then uh, since you are returning home, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but what memories kind of come back when you see the Superdome or, or when you're going to be driving in? What's the first thing that comes to mind that you're going to think about? Uh, you know, just the, the, the past three games that, that I had, you know, my winning a national championship there, um, having my first uh, college game there, and, and then, you know, winning a high school championship there. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Clyde, I just wanted to get an update on where you feel like you've improved the most, whether it's with your eyes or just going through the technique better when it comes to pass protecting out of the backfield. Um, you know, honestly, I'll, I'll probably say neither of those. Um, I would I would say um, mainly just just being able to pick up. You know, I don't. I just don't want to say like NFL uh, terminology or the things that we do thing on. You know, the things that we do on the field. But as far as um, how things, um, 
as how quick, you know, how quick things happen on the field. Just just understanding and reading things quicker is uh, I feel like are, are the things that I um, improved on the most. Well, last to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. And Brad, I'll, I'll have a quick follow up to this. Just on that subject of what you were just talking about there, Clyde, about you know, kind of reading things faster. You know, guys talk about the game slowing down. Uh, for you, what as a running back, what does that enable you to do? Right, like when when you when you see it faster, what what how much does that help you as far as when you have the ball in your hands? Well, you know, um, really you know, having a ball in my hands is is after that is is pretty much reactionary. Um, but I would say, you know, just just having reads and stuff, knowing knowing what blocks uh, are going to happen, knowing who's going to be the unblocked defender, uh, you know, things that that a running back should think of. Um, those are the things that's, you know, that, that helped me, you know, slow things down. But, you know, once the ball in my hand, man, it's, it's, you know, I'm playing ball. I'm just Clyde. Right. And, and coach Reed, I know spreads the ball around, right. Any given day, anybody might have a big day. You've had a number of days that it was your big day. What I'm curious about is, do you kind of know that going into the week? Right. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's got a package for everything and, you know, everybody, no matter what. So, but do you know, like the days you've had big days, like, Hey, he comes to you and says, this is going to be your day because well, the mismatch is you and we're going to feed you. Or is it just something that you, you head out there every day? You don't know. It might be your day to star. It might be somebody else's day to star. Uh, it's, it's a, you know, a, another funny thing I was talking with Le'Veon yesterday and we were talking about how you can literally call the same play and the defense can call the same play over and over again. And you will get a different, you know, reaction Every time. And I've been told, you know, going into games, not even not just in, in the NFL, but I've been told, uh, you know, this game might be your game. And then I end up probably not getting a touch or, you know, going into a game and they're telling me, you know, this is it's supposed to be a game going this way. And it's, you know, the complete opposite. So um, that's what I love about football. You know, you can't everybody tries to do their thing on, on dictating what's going on. But the only person that can dictate it is the football gods. So that's all I do. I roll. All right, we appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us. Sir, thank you. All right, so the guys that didn't practice today uh, were Rimmers. Um, Darwin Thomas is, is sick. And then uh, Darwin Thompson is sick. And then uh, uh, Damian Wilson didn't practice. So um, they're, uh, Darwin, again, that's a, it's not COVID. It's just an illness. And then we'll see how he does here in the next day or so. And then uh, Remmers again is getting better, but uh, we'll we'll wait and see how that all works out. Uh, look forward to the challenge of playing the Saints. Good football team, we know that well coached. Guys have had a good week of practice, and so uh, again we look forward to going down there for for that challenge at uh, uh, playing against a heck of a football team. That time's yours. <clears throat> First, the Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. Uh, good afternoon. Hope you get a chance to hit Clancy's or St. Lawrence this weekend in New Orleans. <laughs> Two questions for you. Uh, the first one, Byron Pringle, obviously designated to return to practice. You got a good three weeks in him. Is he a candidate to potentially uh, elevate from uh, injured reserve on Saturday? And Brad, a second one after this. Yeah, there, there's a chance. Uh, he, he did practice. He looked good. So, um, you know, I let Beach handle all that. And in today's world, you're – you know, it's a day-to-day -day thing, so um, we'll just see how things go. Uh, um, you know, here in the next day or so, we'll let, but we'll get it to you. Yeah. And the second one, uh, Coach. Obviously, I think the news broke as you guys were on the practice field, but it looked like looks like Drew Brees will start 
uh, Sunday against you guys. What does that do for your preparations? And, and what does it mean for the league that you guys will get to face Drew Brees? Oh, well, he's a great player. I figured he would. I mean, I, I read somewhere that Taysom was in the special teams meeting, so I figured that Drew was probably healthy and ready to go. You know, but uh, we've uh, we've got a ton of respect for both guys. But listen, Drew is a future Hall of Famer and uh, and well deserving, and um, just a he's tremendous for this league. He's tremendous for the position, uh, and uh, you know, look forward to the challenge of playing against him. I mean, he's. I've been there before with him, and he, he's a he's a heck of a player. I had him in a couple of Pro Bowls, so I've got to coach him firsthand, and he's a great player. Great attitude. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Coach, just real quick uh, housekeeping. So Eric Fisher practiced today, just to confirm that? He did, yeah. Yeah, he okay. did. Okay. Um, when you have to move that offensive line around, I know you, you've had to do it a number of times. I know all the guys work different positions and everything, and you're going up against a team like this. Does that limit, does that handcuff you a little bit on, on what you can or, or can't do? Or do you just go out there and, you know, push as far as you can and pull back on game day? Yeah, well, one of the, uh, you know, good thing, if there is a good thing, but the way it's set up now is you can have these veteran players in on your practice squad. And so, um, and so you've got enough people here. I think it's a, I think it's kind of a neat deal. It's a little bit of a, uh, storage area of farm system, whatever you want to call it, but it's, it's good to have those guys. And, and we were able to bring a couple of those, those type of players in at different positions. And so it helps you in this type of situation. If rumors can't go, then we've got guys that have played in the league and can step in and play. Yeah. Sam McDeff. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy, um, you, the, the fourth down play on um, on Sunday late in that game. I wanted to just more generally ask about fourth downs in general. What kind of discussion goes on, whether it's in the moment or, or and or during the week uh, to, to lead you to, de to decide what to do in those spots? Yeah, so Sam, we, we, uh, we meet on it, but um, you've also got to have a feel during the game uh, of what's going on. So um, that's that kind of came down to that play. I mean, it was something I wanted to do, and that's the direction we went. So uh, we felt comfortable that we had enough and <clears throat> enough uh, good plays left where it uh, fit into that situation and what we thought we might get there. And so we went with it, you know, along with wanting to end it. Now, we need to stay in bounds on it, and then the game's over, period. But we, uh, the idea of going for it, to answer your question, was – um, something we had talked about during the week, but it was also one I wanted to see uh, at the moment. We've got three left. We'll go right down the line, starting with Aaron. Go ahead, Aaron. Coach, we know Breeze is starting, but it kind of reminds me of last week where you talked about preparing for Fitzpatrick and uh, Tua Tungo-Vailoa. How do you prepare for a Swiss Army knife player, kind of like Taysom Hill, where he can be a quarterback one day and he can be a tight end the next day? And then secondly, who is kind of the scout team player in Kansas City that has kind of emulated him in practice? Yeah, we, we've had a few guys do it. Um, he, um, he's he got a bunch of different things that he does, and he does well. So uh, from throwing the ball to run the ball, <clears throat> he's one of their best special teams players. And, and um, you know, he, he can – he's a threat, obviously, with the ball in his hand. So you got to <clears throat> – whether he's playing running back or wherever they – wide receiver, tight end, wherever they put him, slot, um, you, you got you to gotta be concerned and know where he's at with those. So um, talent 
he's a talented kid and uh, can do a lot of things. And, you know, I'm proud to say he's a BYU guy, but at the same time, you know, we want to do well against him. All right, guys, last two. We'll go Matt, Derek, and then Adam. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, specifically following up on Fisher, um, he's obviously been a kind of an Iron Man. I mean, he even, try, he even tried to play through that core muscle injury last year at, at first. Um, what does it say just about his toughness, and how did he look today as far as being ready for Sunday and how much he can go? Hey, he did a nice job today. I mean, we'll just see how he uh, feels uh, this evening and, you know, into tomorrow. But he moved around good today, and um, he is a tough kid. I mean, that's he he's very reliable and – um, that's been part of his career here. I mean, he's, he's, uh, you can trust uh, that he's going to do everything possible to, to be out there. We'll go last to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, I was going to ask you, uh, first of all, how Fisher looked, but you answered that one. So just a question about Remmers. Um, does he have a chance to play Sunday? Are you going to list him as out? Uh, he won't be listed as out. No, we're just letting it settle down and we'll see. See how he he feels here, but um, you know, right now he's not. He didn't practice today, so we're we're just letting that thing calm down, and we'll see how it goes. Okay, okay. coach, we appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yep.